This is Rashawn Slater, first-round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up. Here's what's coming up this week on the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Southern California, it's Chargers country now. Mate, you do that, your, your, your fine is now going to be $100. You, you touched on his accuracy there. He's, that, that was like his thing in college, wasn't it? Like he was, he yeah. was accurate. Good day and welcome to episode 49 of the Charged Up Bolts podcast. It's week five and the Bolts top the AFC West. Coming to the building on Sunday is a 3-1 and one Browns. It's going to be a great matchup. Bolts looking for their third consecutive win and the Browns are on a three-game winning streak. Today, I'm joined by three of my co-hosts. Um, we're going to go straight over to Herbert Hanger and John Ayres. How's it going, John? It's going great. It's a little wet, a little cold over here. We still got remnant. We still have some remnants of that uh, Monday night storm hanging around. Because guess what? Southern California, it's Chargers country now. It might be the Rams' house, but this is Chargers country, my friend. So I'm sorry, you're paying rent to us now. <laughs> Good stuff, John. Good stuff. Uh, over on the uh, bottom right of the screen there, Mr. King and his cats and his cool hat. How's it going, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. You doing well? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. I, I see you still haven't sorted out your uh, journey for the London game on Sunday. No, nope, but I'm doing <laughs> it at the moment. <laughs> Brilliant. Multitasking as ever. And there he is in the Chateau de Bermudez. How's it going, Bez? How's the house rebuild going? going great mate i'm looking forward to putting my big uh my big jets logo behind me because i'm going to to the game to watch the, the mighty jets oh yeah. wrong team no yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> mate if you do that your 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 fire is now going to a hundred dollars i just owe all the money <laughs> <laughs> i'll pay in euros pesetas pesetas so guys look it's getting interesting it's getting interesting people are starting to take notes and any of you that saw the tweet that i put out this morning um bucky brooks People that know me know I respect Bucky and Daniel Jeremiah. Uh, hang on to every word that they say. And it's very, very rare that you hear the words Super Bowl and Los Angeles Chargers in the same sentence. And Bucky Brooks, John, made a statement today saying that if we can keep things going and make small improvements, we can make a run at the Super Bowl. What, what's your thoughts on that? All right. Sorry about that. Um, like I said, there's a little bit of noise in the Herbert hangar. So we're just too much excitement, I think, what it is. <laughs> um, I can actually still, what is that? I can still hear the faint cries of Derek Carr as he, as he curls up on a football about five <laughs> yards in front of any defender. Uh, anyways, uh, you know, I just, I, I don't want to get overhyped because every year this happens, right? The Chargers have been one of the most talented teams in the league for a long time. If if you really think about it, they've always had a lot of talent. They've just never had everything going together at the same time. So there's always been, oh, the dark horse favorite. Oh, hey, everyone, look at the Chargers. They're our dark horse favorite. Everybody whispering about the dark horse favorite. I'm tired of it, to be honest. I'm tired of being the dark horse favorite. I just kind of want to be the Chargers. I'd rather be flying under the radar and low key than have all this hype. Right. Because what happens? You get a bunch of hype. People start, you know, people, the casual fans start listening. We'll lose a game. They're like, oh, well, see, the Chargers, the same old Chargers we've always been, blah, blah, blah. So great. I appreciate people saying we're a, char- we're a Super Bowl contender. And I appreciate all these things. But honestly, I'd actually prefer, at least for the rest of this year, that we kind of stay under the radar as kind of like, oh, yeah, the Chargers are definitely a really good team. But, you know, Chiefs, Bills, whatever, you know, Ravens, whatever teams they want to tout up, let them take the spotlight. I kind of want to have the Chargers do what they're doing and just win games and, you know, make an impression. And you know what? When we win the Super Bowl, 
then go ahead and start touting us as Super Bowl favorites. But, uh, you know, I, I, you know, again, I appreciate it. And I love that we actually are getting this kind of, uh, kind of love from various sources, but I actually do prefer to kind of be the, the low key kind of best team in the league. Good points there, John. I mean, Dan, it's hard not to get excited, especially when we've got Herbert playing like he is. You know, the, the defence came out on Monday, absolutely rattled Derek Carr. There's no wheels left on that car, baby. But are you surprised by the hype? Are you surprised by the hype? Or do you um, think it's justified? I feel like it's justified. Um, we've, we, got, we can't forget, we've not had a perfect start to the season. We have lost to Dallas. Um, and you could look at another team that's done exactly the same, won three games and lost to Dallas in the Panthers and see that there's nothing similar being talked about there because, you know, we've got that it factor, that spark with Herbert, with Bosa, with Allen, with Mike Williams, with James. There's there's, there's definitely reason behind the hype. I would want to underplay it, <laughs> um, but... Yeah, it's it's not it's not that surprising, and it's nice to hear. It is. I mean, we, we've suffered terribly over the last couple of years. You know, twenty nineteen wasn't great. Twenty twenty was even worse. I mean, going into this game, Bez, the Browns on their day, they're good. They they eked out um, a narrow victory against uh, the Vikings on Sunday. Baker Mayfield wasn't great. And by his own admission, he came out and said it was a pee-poor performance. I mean, what's what's your take of the Browns coming to this one? Do you know what? Everyone has to, by law, have the Browns as their second team, surely, because they've been such a miserable franchise. We all just want to see the underdog just just turn good and start winning in that division, perhaps. You know, they've got they've got some players that I've loved coming out of the draft. They've drafted well. They've, they've added talent all around Baker. Um, and I think he's well supported. I don't think he's the greatest quarterback, but I think he's certainly better than some of the other absolute pieces of trash they've had uh, under centre. <laughs> so, so I feel bad for Browns even more than than people should feel bad for Chargers over the years. Um, but the thing is, is that I think they could be the real deal. I think they could be a, a playoff bound team and go deep. You know, really good with Miles Garrett rushing the passer. You could never ever underestimate their, you know, that team. But they're coming up against the best team in the NFL. Sodger John, I don't want to downplay the charges. I want to up hype. I want to ratchet that hype to 100. We are legitimate. We're the best team. Herbert's the best quarterback. Just turn it up to 100. Well, you can't argue with that. I mean, look, this is a game that features two signature uh, pass rushers. Miles Garrett, 53 starts, 48 and a half sacks. Joey Bosa, 63 starts, 50 sacks. I don't think that's where the focus is for this game. I think the focus is with a quarterback. You've already mentioned Baker Mayfield. Now, drilling into why um, they've got to run every offence, and I expect John to elaborate on this uh, in a moment. Um, but you've got to ask why Steph- uh, Stefanski is operating like that. He's playing to the strengths. You've got, you've got Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb that can run it well, and there's not a lot that teams can do to stop them, which is a bit of a concern. But if you look at the tape from the Browns versus uh, the Chiefs in the divisional game last year, they didn't have that cutting edge. Baker Mayfield wasn't able to make those deep passes because the Chiefs invited him on and he just couldn't do it. Okay, they they sort of put him into a trap. I mean, John, do you expect us to, knowing that that the Browns are going to run the ball hard on Sunday, do you expect Brandon Staley to... um, allow them to do that and 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 minimize um mayfield's passing 
as we've done in the previous four weeks? So I love Brandon Staley. In fact, everybody seems to love Brandon Staley. I swear to God, my timeline is just some other analyst or some other area <laughs> of Twitter is just going like, oh, Brandon Staley is the, new, the newest, greatest head coach in the league or whatever. So <laughs> I, I appreciate that, and I love Staley. I love the way the defense is playing. It's playing real tough, but I don't know how much control he has over stopping the run. So until we can figure out this defensive line and really figure out stopping the run, I'm not going to believe it. The Raiders have had trouble all year establishing the run. Part of that is their internal offensive line has been pretty garbage. Uh, additionally, they had Josh Jacobs playing on Monday night, but he was hobbled. He was obviously not himself, you could tell. And then Kenyon Trake and Peyton, Peyton Barber are, I mean, they're whatever. They're, you know, they're average at best, maybe maybe below average. So it's not exactly like they came at us with a, with a tip-top running game. The, the Chubb-Kareem-Hunt combo is one of the top two one-two running back uh, punches in the entire league. I think, I've, unfortunately, I've got to say Gordon and Williams are up there as well, Javante. That's a nice little one-two punch there Stop as well. Swearing. I know. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> this is a children's broadcast. This is a children's broadcast. You've been watching. Um, but um, so I don't know how much, can, no matter what he's, I mean, unless he sits there and stacks the box with like, you know, eight guys in the box every play. Like, I don't know if we're going to be able to stop the run. So, but I don't know if that's a bad thing. I mean, Baker Mayfield isn't exactly somebody I fear personally. I, I've, I've watched enough tape of his to know he's a better than average quarterback, but I just don't see any elite skills there that really scare me. So to be honest, I wouldn't mind if they put a little bit of extra emphasis uh, on at least containing the run uh, and then just doing what they usually do to contain the pass. Because I think Mayfield's going to make mistakes. I think they're going to capitalize. I think there's going to be turnovers here. And yeah, you know what? If they want to put up 200 yards of rushing on us, that's fine. Because if we're throwing it over the top and we're beating their defense, um, like I think we can, I don't think they're going to have enough uh, leverage to be able to keep running. Right? You get you get up by 21 points like we did against the Raiders. Uh, you get up, you get a nice lead early. They're going to have to abandon that run at some point, uh, and then they play right into our hands. So I think I've said this before: our best run defense is having a good enough offense that forces teams to move away from the run game. So I don't I don't think there's much you can do to scheme against the run. So I say, why not focus on on making Mayfield turn it over, capitalizing that on the offensive side of the ball, and basically taking the run away from them as an option in this game. Yeah, it's a good point, sir, John. I mean, Mayfield, you know, 45% uh, completion on, on Sunday. I mean, if, if we can get to him early, Dan, do you think that we can do what we did with Derek Carr, get get some pressure early and just force um, him to make mistakes? Yeah, I mean, he yeah. was accurate and it's just not happening for him this year. Now, he doesn't really have people to throw to, apart from Odell and the running backs. So, Yeah, Landry's if, out. Yeah, Landry's on IR. They've got... Um, Beckham's back. He had, he had he missed the first two weeks of the season because he, he had the uh, surgery back in uh, December. So he's trying to find his rhythm. He's not really had a pre-season. Yeah, Donovan Peoples-Jones, yeah, he was enjoyable on that one season of all-in, but... <laughs> it's not really done a lot in the league um and yeah i think I, I i'm not concerned about baker mayfield having the ball so if we can get to that situation great um similar to how it was with Derek Carr, i think what i said at the end of last week's preview was um we both want the ball 
in our quarterback's hands and they'll be more concerned with us having the ball in our hands than Derek Carr having the ball in his. I'm not concerned about Baker Mayfield having the ball in his hands. I am concerned about the one-two punch with Kareem Hunt and um, Nick Chubb, though. Bez, you've always got some off-the-beat statistic or or prediction. Come on, please. Bez is going to talk Kareem Hunt at quarterback or something ridiculous. Well, (laughs) is is Mayfield even going to play? Because all I'm seeing is that he's injured, he's banged up, he's limping. He's 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 got a shoulder strapped up. You know, is that sort of like, you know, a, a... a narrative so that we just overcommit to the run and he's actually fine and he can have a great game. I think not. I think no. he's banged up. I think they're going to absolutely pound the rock. So I think they're going to test our biggest weakness, but I don't care. The NFL's changed and I don't really think even a dynamic duo like Chubb and Kareem Hunt coming at you is enough to win a game when Justin Herbert can get the ball, fire it downfield and score points like that. You can't win all the time like that. You're going to have to rely on your quarterback at some point. Um, you know, I'm impressed with this 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 team, this Browns team. Don't get me wrong, let's not underestimate them. Nope. But I just don't think if Baker Mayfield's injured and we completely, we bring Derwin James into He's been playing three positions. If we say, go and go get them, go hunt, hunt, go absolutely smash Chubb in the Chubb and, and just drive him into the ground. And we say, all right, exactly as we were saying earlier, just challenge them and Baker and his gimpy arm to have to throw over towards Adley, towards Davis. You know, are you going to really put the air, the ball in the air against Asante Samuel Jr. and let him make a play because he's going to make it? And I just don't think, even at 100%, Baker Mayfield can challenge us in the secondary. And I think injured, it plays into St- into Staley's hands because he's proving to me what an amazing play caller he is. The, the way he isn't predictable, the way he mixes it up, the way he challenges it. Oh, everyone knows that we've been sort of looking like a fourth down punt pass. And did you see the video, the incredible video the Chargers shared of Staley talking about how to beat Mahomes and how third down isn't third down. It's actually second down because he's going to go for it and be ready. And yep. that's that's exactly. That, but we know he's going to come up with something new. He's going to come up with a new game plan to put the defense on the front foot and get the ball in Herbert's hands to win the game. And and we haven't seen Herbert run yet, have we? And I think I I predicted it in in the last game. I think this is the week that we start to see Herbert become an offensive well, weapon with his feet. I mean, John, Bez is right. We haven't seen Herbert, you know, moving the chains with his feet. But I am concerned about Miles Garrett now. All right, it was the Bears. Four and a half sacks he had against the Bears. They sacked Justin Fields nine times. So on their day, their their pass rush unit is absolutely formidable. Now we played really well again our offensive line. Um, we we spoke about Matt Feeler giving up some pressures against the Raiders. But are you concerned about May, uh, uh, Miles Garrett, John? I am absolutely concerned about Miles Garrett. I'm absolutely concerned about this entire defensive line. I think they, I was looking at um, the, the um, pass rush win rates by players in the league. And yeah, top, like I think three of the top 10 are actually on the Browns. Yeah. Like that is a scary proposition. Mm -hmm. It is a scary proposition. I mean, I mean, maybe it has something to do with some of the teams that they played. I mean, they haven't exactly faced a gauntlet of, of, of teams. So, okay, maybe that's something to it. But I do think that there is something 
there that we need to worry about. And my issue has been, and when I watch these games, some Lombardi has, to me, Lombardi seems up and down in his play calling, mostly up, but there are definitely times when I feel like I don't understand what he's trying to accomplish. And something that really seems evident, though, is that when they're starting to get consistent pressure on Herbert, um, they don't seem to have a good game plan for checking out a pressure. It just seems to be, hey, there's pressure, so just toss it really short to the closest guy, which the defense knows exactly who that is. They, they basically, defenses have been bringing pressure, and then they've been zeroing in on that outlet guy. And, and basically, as soon as he touches the ball, which is generally, by the way, the outlet, which in my opinion should be somebody who's running three to four yards in front of the line of scrimmage and then turning around for a positive game. No, the outlet is someone in the flat, uh, either at the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, and they're getting the ball and they're getting basically smashed exactly when it happens. So I don't know if they need to start introducing some more like screens with Eckler or some like quick wide receiver slash bubble screens, more of those end arounds. I don't know what they need to do to relieve pressure, but they need to do a better job of, of getting around the pressure because they don't seem to have a good plan when they're pressured. And in obvious passing downs, when there's an obvious amount of pressure coming their way, it just seems like the play that's dialed up just never works. So uh, again, when the offense is humming and it's on schedule and, you know, they're even when they're going at a quick pace and they're catching sometimes the defense on their heels, I think they're, they're they look amazing and unstoppable. I think there are times when you're getting consistent pressure that the, the offense looks like it can't move the ball. And that's my fear. My fear is the amount of pressure that they're able to get and generate is going to keep this offense from happening. And I don't know if it's that the routes are taking them too long to develop or if they're just not. They're not designed to have a quick open guy as, as much as they should be. I mean, why isn't Keenan Allen just running a slant every time there's a blitz? Like, why is that not the hot route? Hot route is, hey, Allen, do a quick slant, you know, because <laughs> if he does that, I mean, that's at least going to be positive play. So I don't know. What, I hope they've figured something better out uh, and found some sort of weak spot in this in this um in that pass rush defense, because otherwise I think it's going to be a real problem. All that pressure that's going to be around Herbert. Well, we'll talk about uh, Justin Herbert after our commercial break, and we'll uh, we'll dial into what the receiver call is going to bring to this one. We'll be back after two minutes of a commercial timeout. Hey there, Bolt fam. It's your boy, Adadroid Airs, hashtag Audible Chocolate. I'm here with my guy, Nomeo Greats, and we're in the Herbert hangar to give you a special um, offer from our good friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL. So what are they offering you, our listeners? Well, if you sign up with them making a deposit and betting $1 on any NFL game, probably the Chargers game, uh, and anybody from that game scores one point. That's right. Either team has to score one point. And I'm telling you right now, if you think that anybody's going to shut out Justin Herbert and the Chargers this year, I don't think so. So you bet that $1. Guess what? You're going to win $100 in free bets for use at the DraftKings Sportsbook. That is a sweet, sweet deal. Uh, what was that, Nomeo? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nomeo Grace is just informed me it's been since 1941, since there was a 0-0 tie. So this is pretty much free money for you guys. Now, if you're like me, and unfortunately you live in California and you don't have access to their sports book, guess what? No problem, because we all know DraftKings has a really, really awesome daily fantasy or DFS uh, platform to use. I use it all the time. It's a great service. So uh, if you're a new member, they're offering a lot of sweet deals for new members with their first deposit. And with your first deposit, you're going to get free access to millions of prizes uh, for free as a new member. So I highly recommend you check out 
the daily sports book or daily fantasy from DraftKings. So how does this work? Well, you need to download the DraftKings app uh, right now. You need to use a promo code TPPN, throw down $1 on any NFL game. That's right, $1, and you win $100 in free bets if either team scores a single point. The promo code again, TPPN, this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting sponsor of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to episode 49 of the Chargers at Bolts podcast. We're talking Browns at Chargers, both teams and three and one. One of the themes from Monday Night Football was a lack of productivity from Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. If you watch the All-22, you'll see both players um, did a lot more than obviously what they they um, renowned for. That's uh, moving the chains. Some excellent blo- blocking by Williams and Keenan Allen. Dan, do you expect both players to be involved a little bit more against the Browns on Sunday? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I was surprised to see that um, the pairing not really get that much use, uh, not many targets, but when Eckler was having the kind of game he was having and when Jared Cook was playing as well as he was, there was no need to force it to Allen and Williams, especially when you're up that 21 nothing to start the game. You're thinking, well, maybe, maybe we don't need to like yeet it down the field. Um, but there's, yeah, you got to imagine there's going to be like a, a few early plays, especially just first and 10, go for a 40 yard throw downfield to Mike Williams. Um, I'm hoping we see more Keenan Allen because I love watching that guy play. He's brilliant. I, I, can't ima- I can't imagine we'd see the same kind of, um, s- the same kind of small output as we saw from them last week in terms of stats. Bez, what are you expecting from the wide receiver duo? Well, do you know what we haven't seen because we don't need it? Uh, you know, we haven't seen those absolutely bomb passes, the safeties over the top, ridiculous, amazing throws that often. It, it's, it's not the same. If you remember last year, you know, some of the plays we, we played Tampa Bay were absolutely unreal um, when we went toe to toe with Tom Brady. And we haven't seen a great deal because we don't need to, because Herbert can move the chains. We can, you know, you take away Allen and Williams. And, you know, Eckler and Cook are going to step up. And I have a, I have confidence in Herbert that it doesn't matter what guys you put around, as long as it isn't someone who's going to drop every pass, he's going to march down the field and move the chains and win you the game. So here's what I think. I have Mike Williams in my team, and his low performance did lose me a fantasy matchup this week, but I don't care because the Chargers won. I don't think you can stop them. You have to take your poison. Who are you going to try and stop? And I don't think... I think the Browns' victory... When you look at the teams... We can win if the if our Bosa, Derwin James defense steps up and gets turnovers, or if Justin Herbert goes lights out and wins you the game. I think the Browns only have one route to victory, and as John said, it's the defense. It's Miles Garrett. It's their pass rushes. It's getting pressure and turnovers and strip sacks and absolutely burying us into the ground. So that's their only real route. They're not going to blow us out in the air for forty-five points and see you later. So I, I think. Particularly, what's going to happen here is they're going to they're going to choose someone to mark out the game. Herbert will find a way, maybe with his legs or going short to Eckler, to move down the field and win the game. And 
it's all on Slater and his boys and Lindsley and co. How can our offensive line come up with a game plan and a way of performing against this elite pass rush to win us the game? If anyone can do it, have you seen that video of Slater slipping but recovering to protect his boy? And I'm just like, we've got we've got an elite, elite guy there. So I have no problem. I have no worries. Slater's almost got OCD when it comes to setting his feet because he's he's you know is a is a perfectionist and that's what we need at left tackle. You know we've got our franchise left tackle, um, but John, um, we spoke briefly on uh, in the uh, uh, recap of Monday Night Football about Staley starting to introduce the fringe players into roster. You know we saw Stephen Anderson, you know Jared Cook had a massive game for us. Hence why he got the game ball. Do you expect some of those fringe players to play their part again on Sunday? I mean, I think so. I mean, I don't think they have a choice. I mean, you don't you don't bring guys in and give them meaningful snaps unless you have to. I don't know. There's a lot of them that have necessarily said, "Hey, I'm so much better than our, um, I'm so much better than anybody." that's already on the roster. They're probably on the practice squad for a reason. They're probably doing only special teams work for a reason. So, um, you know, I think some of them have only gotten their opportunity out of necessity. So I think there's still necessity, you know, we still have, we've got injuries all over the place still, you know, guys who aren't back, you know, we don't know what's happening out there. I mean, Tavon Campbell, thankfully is, is, has played really well uh, filling in for Chris Harris jr. Uh, you know, hopefully he can keep that up, but if, if not, you know, so it'll be next man up depending on who that is, you know, you've got guys like Fackrell in there uh, taking meaningful snaps because we've had injuries along the line, you know, Justin Jones, who's, who looked like he was going to be such an important part of our internal defensive line uh, has not really been able to play because of injury. So, you know, his absence has obviously been felt. So it's just, I, I think French guys will continue to be show up and I think they'll continue to use um, weapons that they can, you know, to surprise teams with. Cause again, I think, you know, it wasn't so much that the Raiders shut out, Allen and Williams on Monday night. I think what it was is that um, Lombardi and Staley got together and said, look, we know what um, we know what Bruce, Gus Bradley likes to do. He likes to kind of play a conservative defense who takes away some of the bigger plays and some of the bigger players. Well, you want to take away these bigger players. Guess what? We're just going to ram Steven Anderson and Donald Parm Jr. <laughs> and Jared Cook down your throat, you know? So like, I, I think, what what I like to see is that, that they are mixing things up when they feel like that it gives them an advantage. But uh, I, you know, again, I, I think you're just going to see a lot more of the same of them adjusting to who that defense is and who the offense is and putting in the players that they think will give them the best advantage. So I think that's really important. And uh, you know, something I want to give a, a note out to is I just saw a YouTube comment here about the severity of injury. Yeah. From um, from, yeah. From Ben. Thank you, Ben. Uh, about that injury on, on uh, Baker Mayfield and I, you know, I've, I've been at work today, so unfortunately I, I haven't actually seen that news come out, but you know, it might make sense. You know, I mean, honestly, the, the Browns were always a run heavy team. I mean, the last few years, uh, their, their game plan has always been to kind of run the down, run the ball down your throat, uh, which is why they, they have Chubb and they paid hunt uh, to keep him around. 100%. I think that, yeah. And again, I think that's, that's, that's what they want to do. Uh, but if they are hiding Baker, you know, that's a big deal because it means if they do have to rely on him, how much are they going to rely on him? Right. Does that cut the field into quarters? Right. Does that mean he's not going to be able to really take the deep shots he might want to take because he's worried about, you know, taking a hit. So he doesn't want to sit back there too long uh, or maybe he doesn't have the strength to do it. So I, I think that's all things that I think Staley and the, and, and uh, Ronaldo Hill are going to look into and figure out how they're going to capitalize on 
So, I mean, so, you know, we've, we've, we've already said that we're concerned about the number one uh, Russian offence in the league. We're not so concerned about the passing game. We're concerned about Miles Garrett. But on the other side of the football, they're going to be worried about us. Justin Herbert, Joey Bosa, you know, Owosu, they're all stepping up now into, into our own pass rush game. We've got, we've got the uh, defensive backs making plays. Asante Samuels looking for his third interception. Derwin James is playing lights out. The thing that makes this game so interesting for me is the fact that the Browns have been trashed for years. They've gone through practically every college play they can find at quarterback. They've got their man in Baker Mayfield. Kevin Stefanski's done a great job. They won their first playoff game since 1995 uh, when, you know, um, last season. Chargers from 2018 been on the decline. Now with a new coaching staff, new head coach, we're on the rise. I, I think that this is a future AFC Championship game. I'm not saying this season. I'm not saying next. But I think going down the line, because the Browns are going to keep on improving and so are the Chargers, you know. And whether you disagree with me or not, I mean, this is this is two teams that on their day can compete with anyone. And it's just whether or not we can bring our A game on Sunday because we're going to need it. Look, the, the, the Browns... And it's two great head coaches as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's look, Kevin Stefanski is great. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he's brought in. You know, they brought in the the left and right tackle, the, the rookie and and Conklin. They they went from forty sacks in twenty nineteen to tw- uh, twenty five in in twenty twenty. So they've shored up their offensive line as like we have. And this is going to be a really competitive game. There was a I was listening to another podcast this afternoon, and Neil Reynolds was on there, and he said that. Um, Nobody at Sky Sports in the UK had the foresight to build this game. You know, it's not getting shown. I think it's Dallas. I think that's crazy because I think this is going to be one for the neutrals. So, wrapping things up, predictions. John, come on. All right, putting me on the spot here. I've been I've been going back and forth in, in what I feel is going to happen. And, you know, I, I actually think this is going to be a lower scoring game. I, I just don't think... I don't think Lombardi has quite figured out how to handle a really, really good pass rush. And I think that that's going to be put to the test against the Browns. And I think they're going to struggle on offense. So um, I do think that's going to be a problem. And I also think that the game is going to, is going to really wear out pretty quickly because I think there is going to be a lot of running, especially on the Brown side of the ball. So it's going to be less clock and less time to score. So altogether, uh, if I'm looking at that and thinking, Hey, I think this is going to end up being a low scoring time of possession type game. Uh, I'm I'm going to have to put a number out there for you. And I think uh, I'd probably say 24, 17 would be the number I'm going to go with. Again, I think that's, that's still probably on the edge of maybe too many points, but I think 24, 17 chargers is, is where I'm going to go with this one. I, I like the bolts to score th- three touchdowns. They seem to at least be good for three touchdowns for most games, or at least, threaten three touchdowns uh and then one field goal that i'm assuming gets made we'll see um and again i think i, I think that they can stymie the the browns enough that they can kind of you know keep them down to a low low point score so 24 17 bolts is going to be my prediction i think at SoFi, i know it's a short week but i, I just think staley's got them really revved up for this one Dan, predictions um i i think it's going to be a very low scoring game both teams have done really well at um bringing the worst out of the opposing team's offense so i kind of i kind of feel it being 17 um charges 17 um let's go browns 13 yeah really low my understanding is that 
you, John, and myself are all three and one with our predictions this season. Is that correct? I think so. I think so. Bez, you're four and oh. Don't let us down. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Come yeah, on, baby. Come on. It's going to be a fast start from the Chargers. They're going to score early, but the Browns are going to come back with a run game where we're going to look a little bit tired. Herbert's going to have a few three and outs and when the pass rush gets to us, it's going to be 17 all going into overtime. I agree with Snowy. That just popped up that he thinks it's going to overtime. And I think the Browns are going to do is in overtime by three points, 2017 to the Browns. I'm Oof. sorry, don't panic. Don't panic. I think we can destroy this team. I just don't. I think we're going to be a little bit off our game and they're just going to, Get an undeserved victory, but don't panic. Let's hope I'm not five and away. Breakfast on you Sunday morning, my friend. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I'm going 21 10 charges. To be uh, fair, if Baker's injured, I can see 10 points. Well, that's why I'm going with the handicap. If he's if he's not fully there, you know, we've already said he's, he's not a tier one quarterback. He's, he's good, he's better than what they have, and he's an established. Uh, himself at you know Cleveland, but on that reason, I'm going 21 10. Oh, going on the table, any final points, John? Are you, are you at the game Sunday? I am, yes, good man. Be a good Lucky game. Boy. Excited, excited to be there. It's not the Falcons Jets, though, is it? Oh, I know, <laughs> darn Falcons yeah. Jets. What a game we're going to witness! <laughs> two one win teams. <laughs> well, it, it it won't be two one team. Well, actually, I guess they could tie. So I guess I won't say. <laughs> I guess I won't say. I mean, and you guys are used to draws there in in the UK. So look, it's not it's not the Jags. So you know, any any final points, guys, for any of you? Yeah, I've got one. Go. Can I just touch really briefly before we finish on the fact that we didn't get Gilmore uh, and you know Jalen Brown? I don't think they're the right moves to the Chargers organization in free. You know, they've been cut for a reason. I don't think the secondary needs, you know, who do you drop in the secondary or at linebacker to accommodate either player into the Chargers team? I'm glad that we're not going to have both. The only position, I've had a thing, and the only position I would look to get a, a star guy if he was cut would be at right tackle, assuming Brian Blower might not make it to full health and you don't want Storm Norton in the playoffs. I'm quite happy we've missed out on that guy. Yeah, I am as well. Um, if we if he was if he was the right fit for the for the for locker room. We would have approached him and, and tried to sign him. But yeah, I'm with you. Chris Harris is, is due to come back. Asante Samuel's playing lights out. You know, I, I'm with you. Dan, any any comments on that? Uh, no, I mean, I'm going to get to watch him play every week anyway, because I'll be watching every Panthers game because of my wife. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Ben's just very quick ben, before you. Sorry, go on, Ben. No, I'm just saying, Ben's asked a question. Go for yeah. it. How comes we're all Chargers fans over in the UK? So obviously John's a native of Orange County. Um, I did my deductions, been watching the NFL on and off since the late mid eighties. Um, I like Green Bay. I was never going to go on vacation to Wisconsin. I was never going to support a team in red. Miami and the New York teams are too obvious. As was Dallas. Um, and I went. I went on vacation to San Diego in two thousand and nine. Hence why I'm a Bolt. <laughs> For me, it was the Chargers Saints game at London. Um, it was the first game that I properly, properly watched. Um, and although the Chargers didn't win, I was kind of hooked at that point from LT. LT, of course. Oh, lucky. My yeah, best for me, mate, it LT. was. The... <laughs> um, for me, it was the fact that 
I, I started watching NFL and I started watching Philip Rivers giving it this to Jay Cutler. And I was like, yes, that's my boy. Just giving some grief. Love the powder blues. And I, when I was a kid, I wanted to be called Diego. So it just all made sense. <laughs> well, you're Spanish anyway. So I mean, that was hey, just a massive thank you to all our uh, listeners um, for tuning in. You know, we've said it before. We're not here to compete with any other Chargers podcast. We're here because we love it. And, you know, we enjoy being part of the uh, Chargers family. And a massive thank you to Mrs. Was, Mrs. Bez, Mrs. Ayres and Mrs. King for giving us the time every week to sit down and do these podcasts. It's really fun. Chargers 3-1. and one, Browns are 3-1. and one. A Chargers win on Sunday will really set the cat amongst the pigeons in the AFC. People are talking about Herbert. People are getting on the bandwagon. We're already there. Thanks for tuning in. Bolt up. <laughs>